Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the intersection of security, technology, and society, and thinks about what might be coming next. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that condenses 5 to 20 hours of reading and analysis into a 15-minute summary, as well as regular essays, interviews, and book reviews that cover specific topics. The goal is to give you a concise, curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 257. I wrote a new essay last week titled Introducing Amazon Curate, which is a fake product release written in the style of Amazon. So I basically did a mock-up that looks exactly like an Amazon product release. And it's for a product that I wish existed, which is a curation and discovery system that finds like the other 99% of content creators and surfaces them within RSS readers. And I already had a few friends at Amazon reach out and say that some people are looking at actually making the product. So that's pretty exciting. Security. Another Tesla, in this case a Model X, has been hacked using an attack against a ski fob. This is not the first time this has happened. And Tesla has released new firmware to address the issue. The U.S. Senate has passed an IoT security bill that would require NIST to create new security requirements for IoT devices used by the federal government. Someone assassinated Iran's top nuclear scientist in a suburb of Tehran. He was ambushed in a car on a country road outside of Tehran. And Iran blames Israel, which wouldn't surprise anyone if they were the ones who did it. Tyndall Air Force Base in Florida is being guarded by robotic dog-like creatures that patrol the area around the base and then go back into their kennels for a recharge. And these dogs feed 3D visual data back to the ops center as they patrol. And obviously this is a test for using them in the field elsewhere in other theaters. And currently they're only monitoring. They don't have any offensive technologies on them. But whenever I see anything like this, I think of that Black Mirror episode, which is completely frightening. Vulnerabilities. Drupal has released updates for multiple critical vulnerabilities that can lead to complete system takeover. And TikTok has rewarded $4,000 to a researcher for discovering an XSS and CSER vulnerability, allowing him to reset passwords on certain accounts. It's basically accounts that had used third parties to sign up. Ransomware, Baltimore schools have been stopped by ransomware again, and they're saying it could take weeks to get everything back to normal and back online, but they're planning to start classes back regardless within the next few days. Technology, Tesla is now worth half a trillion dollars, which is crazy. Long-haul trucking companies in the U.S. are increasingly installing cameras, and combined with AI, are using those systems to monitor drivers' behavior. And drivers are pretty upset about this. A lot of people are saying if they have cameras and AI in their trucks, they're not going to drive. But I don't think that'll hold up because people need jobs. And what these systems can do is detect things like how often people pick up their phones, how often they get distracted, and also when they appear fatigued. So this is going to be good for driver safety, essentially. And ultimately for the safety of the trucking company which is, of course, what they care about. 
Microsoft has filed some interesting patents around scoring meetings based on body language and facial expressions. And Salesforce's Einstein platform is now serving over 80 billion predictions per day, which include things like when to engage a sales lead, predicting the chances of an invoice being paid, and what products to recommend to a given customer. Microsoft's Office 365 has new functionality that lets your boss monitor how much email and video conferencing you do. And a lot of people are really upset about this. The functionality isn't on by default though, and there does seem to be some benign use cases here. So I, I wouldn't say it's a purely evil set of functionality, but it's definitely noteworthy and people are concerned about the privacy and basically workplace monitoring aspect of it. And Salesforce is looking to buy Slack. Companies, closedloop.ai just raised a $11 million Series A to predict health outcomes. They're looking to answer questions like, who is most likely to X or Y, which is like, uh, develop this disease or come into the hospital for X reason. So basically a prediction platform. And Splunk has purchased Flowmill, a network observability company that focuses on network performance issues in the cloud. Humans. Companies are starting to use automation and games to do interviews without interviewers, especially for high turnover jobs like fast food and warehouse workers. Some are being asked to record their answers to questions, and others are being asked to play games that test their cognitive skills and personalities. So imagine that it's you know fast food or warehouses or something like that that's high turnover, and you're given a list of questions and you're supposed to just look at the camera and talk. And the AI is going to look at you and decide whether or not they should hire you. I mean, this is super straightforward in terms of if they can train the algorithm correctly with who ends up being a good worker and who ends up being a bad worker, uh, based on the answers, based on the facial expressions, I mean, the AI, of course, won't actually know or be able to fully explain exactly why it made its decision, which is scary for a different reason. But if it could look at all those different factors and say yes or no, or give a percentage on chance of this being a good fast food employee or a good warehouse worker, I mean, this is absolutely the future, right? And furthermore, I mean, this is the type of thing that will be continuously used against people. Or I, I say against people, but I guess it's for the company. It could be used for people as well. But in most cases, this is going to be leveraged by companies in an adversarial relationship against their contractors or employees to basically say, okay, what are the chances they're going to leave? What are the chances they're going to steal something? What are the chances that they're going to uh, get sick or file a lawsuit or whatever? I mean, just like the health thing we just talked about, this this is all about prediction. It's all about, is this a good employee to have right now? And of course, recommendation engines as well. Okay, is there an intervention that we could do to make this person less likely to do something negative against the company? Is there a way to raise their mental health or improve them in some way that makes them a better worker? This is obviously the way things are going. And these, these companies and these steps that we're seeing are just steps along that path. Amazon is becoming an absolute juggernaut, which we already knew. They've hired 427,300 employees in the last 10 months and now have over 1.2 million employees. And they're still massively hiring right now as we speak. 
And Amazon is giving its frontline workers $500 million in one-time bonuses. So full-time operations staff in the United States who are employed by Amazon from December 1st to December 31st will receive a bonus of $300, while those in part-time roles will get $150. And evidently that will add up to around half a billion dollars. Ideas, trends, and analysis. Got a story here, Welcome to the New Middle Ages, which I read the whole thing. It's quite interesting. The CDC is predicting U.S. COVID deaths could reach 321,000 by mid-December. And one in six U.S. families with children don't have enough to eat this holiday season. Updates. Matt in the UL community just recommended How Spies Think by David Omond, and that's now in my reading queue. And I'm currently reading Atlas Shrugged and Anna Karenina. I was very reticent, actually, to read Atlas Shrugged since I've avoided it for basically multiple decades. But after hearing an objectivist philosopher who is basically an expert on this whole thing, the whole Ayn Rand thing on Lex Friedman's podcast, I was intrigued enough to have a go at it. And it's actually spawning some really interesting thoughts in my mind around a unified centrist political theory that I've been working on. It's still in early stages and might not even be possible, but I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the book. I'm actually enjoying the book, uh, both just as a story, but I'm trying to find the philosophy in it. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to see how I can weave this concept into like a larger political theory that I'm trying to uh, fashion. So yeah, excited about that right now. So I've kind of paused Anna Karenina again, and I'm reading Atlas Shrugged right now. I don't know if I'm going to read The Fountainhead after this, but um, I'm definitely not pro Ayn Rand in the hardcore sense because it's very, it's pro selfishness is is what it's all about. And it's kind of the opposite of socialism, I think. And obviously I'm about hybrids and composites. So I think the real answer is somewhere in between. But uh, the question is, how do you understand fully the extremes so that you can build a proper composite. And that's what I'm trying to do with this exercise. Discovery, cobalt strike beacon analysis from the SANS ISC, technical phone screen super forecasters, blogging versus blog setups. This thing is hilarious. It's a visual cartoon, basically. Advice for newsletterers. Advice for people who read newsletters, basically. Or maybe it's people who make newsletters. It's kind of both, actually. The Queen's Gambit is now the most watched scripted limited series in Netflix history. The game is a game where you have to avoid thinking about the game itself. And a really cool article on writing, which I seem to find a lot of these right now, called Writing Well. Recommendations. Hire people who care. It's not actually what the title is, but... Got the podcast marked as clean, so a slight cuss word in here. But it's an interesting article on how to find people who care deeply about your mission and about their own work, and includes a good list of questions at the end to filter for this. And five-second feedback, a four-step process to giving complete feedback to someone on your team. And the aphorism for the week, the calamity of the information age is that the toxicity of data increases much faster than its benefits. The calamity of the information age is that the toxicity of data 
increases much faster than its benefits. Nassim Taleb. All right, thanks for listening to this episode. And if you enjoy the show, please uh, subscribe and or share the show with others on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you do your social media business. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time.